0: Welcome to Universal Energy Radio and The Lois Effect. My name is Alisa. My name
1: is Liz. Hey, Boo Boo. Hey, how are you? <laughs> oh, girl. That's a loaded question. <sighs> oh, okay. I thought about you yesterday, my numerologist friend, because of, we were you hearing like about the Lion's and the 8-8 and all that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it yeah. happens. It happens
0: every every August on eight eight. They do the Lions Gate. <laughs> Talk about that, yeah.
1: Yep. Yep, it's cool. So find <laughs> it very interesting. So I was just doing things. You know, people do ceremonies. I I ain't got ain't time for that. You know, people do rituals, whatever. But but just to kind of be aware of how. Um, potent and charged that energy is. So I, like, at 8 o'clock in the morning, I did an 8-minute meditation. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, if I needed to just sort of reset throughout the day, yesterday was a really long, crazy day. So if I needed to reset throughout the day, I would uh, just sit still and just take eight slow, mindful breaths, you know, little things like that. But <clears throat> was interesting, um, well, I'm, interesting is a very benign word for what I'm about to describe, but what was um, very impactful, you know, when um, we've talked about this before, where you know that you didn't quite sleep enough and it's sort of like that twilight time really early, you know, five or six o'clock in the morning, you know, you're lucky if you got five or six hours sleep, you know, it's not enough but your body's just wired to, to, you know, want to get up at that time. Like there's chickens Mm -hmm. to feed. I'm like, I don't see no freaking chickens, but okay. And, and um, then you, you know, if you're lucky, you can get yourself back. To sleep, But then oftentimes, that's when um, in that REM state, you will have, like, dreams more impactful right. than, right, girl? Hmm. This is why I'm always happy and relieved when I don't remember my dreams. Mm. Because they're always, yes, I've spent my whole life, I'm always relieved because when I do remember them, I mean, there's some exceptions, but the majority of the time, they're earth-shattering, or they're nightmares, or they're what have you. So um, I had a pretty profound experience. It was the first time since my mother's death that she showed up. I'm like, well, girl, it's about time. Hello. Mm. It's almost been six months. Thank you. Um, so uh, she showed up. And I thought that was very interesting um, and not to really get into the whole uh, narrative of it, but um, she it's interesting because I think when they when those who have passed show up in our dreams, um, they show up in the way that in the time of life, how they felt, how they looked, how they related, whatever, uh, how they felt about themselves that's when they show up when they feel like that's like uh, uh, an optimal part for them or a part that was very positive for them. And this is of no surprise uh, because she showed up um, probably at about age 50. Um, Mm. And I actually remember uh, her because that's when she set out on the path because she didn't really have a choice. Thanks, Dad. To set out on a path to really spearhead her financial independence, and she went from an entry level job to like a major uh, management position and i'm very proud of her. she worked from age fifty to seventy five and she was running stuff that she was running stuff at the end, so good for her. Mm-hmm. And it's very interesting because it is really only this summer or this very recent time, well, the stability started early summer when the spring semester ended, and I was working uh, very marginally, and I really needed uh, those seven weeks or whatever it was and uh, that's I immediately jumped on the plane and went to see you guys right mm-hmm. so that was sort of my 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 kickoff and then I've been working pretty much seven days a week for over a month now but it's, it's gonna you know wind up but that's okay and but because of that um, I can safely and comfortably say that my ex-husband, not that I was getting anything regularly directly from him, um, it's of no consequence that I can now feel that I can take care of my family, mm. that I have – there's a difference between financial independence and financial freedom, right? Financial independence is like, I'm in a man, and financial freedom is, where are we going now? so, and, and right, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you're going to jump on a plane or, you know, whatever. So financial dependence huge. And I make that correlation because that's how my mother showed up in the dream. And then, uh, and then she, um, you know, she wanted she she wanted to take me out to eat. And I thought, oh, that's lovely. And she just, you know, showed up um, just strong and together and very benign. And... Um, not that I'm getting into like the all the meat of the dream. This is very peripheral. And then um, I was with I was with some people, I think my sister, which is weird, I'm not really close to my siblings, but my sister closest in age, she showed up looking better than ever. And she's still with us, but she looked better than 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 ever. It was the most attractive I mean, I've never seen her look this good. Um, she was there. She's never been very expressive. She has a lot of psychological issues. Thanks, Mom and Dad. A lot of damage, and um, she was there. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Maybe one of my kids. I don't really remember. But what happened was, we were in a place, and they and and everybody was um, eating takeout that wasn't theirs. And the takeout was meant for these three psychologists, these three, these three shrinks. And we're, at my, and we're at my friend's place. And my friend happens, my friend with a $3,000 cat. My friend happens to be a shrink. And we're at her place. All this took place. At, at, and this is such a, one of my favorite places that whenever she needs someone to watch the cat, I'm like, please ask me. Because it's mm. like such a win-win. So whatever. So I had to, um, I was sort of mortified. But not like but I was calm, sort of mortified like, oh shit, they're eating like the take up that's meant for these these three psychologists, drinks, whatever. This is their food. I guess they're working through lunch. I don't know, whatever. So and then I don't know my I don't know where my mother is at this point, but you know how things converge, right? Mm -hmm. And I want to just own up to this faux pas. And just to address things directly, you know, not to pretend that it didn't happen, just to address it directly, uh, apologize, and resolve it. Say, what do you do as a casting director and a producer? I'm like, I fix things. This is what I do every day. I'm like a a handy person. I fix things. Mm -hmm. So I am about to, you know, resolve this issue. And this is when things got really uh, terrifying because I felt it so strongly in my body, I was not able to speak. And it wasn't like laryngitis. I physically, it was a physical impossibility for me to speak. All the words were trapped, like in my chest. They couldn't make it from my lungs, you know, past my heart, through my throat, to open my mouth, and for the, sounds the words to come out. Mm. And it was so terrifying to be unable to speak, to know that communication wasn't possible. No one is doing anything. These three strengths are just looking at me. One and one of them was a woman was kind of like a a a male and female combined. It was a woman but with a but hello, maybe because I'm teaching, they them both, Uh, a (laughs) woman with um, a full beard, but very feminine, but identifying sort of as like this hybrid type of situation. And then one was a very, was an older, like very, you know, um, uh, very uh, kind of like, Harvard professor, very, prof- like the tweed jacket, the bow tie, the silver hair, like just, an, you know, an, an, an academic that one would just really admire. And I don't remember what the third shrink looked like. And they weren't reacting to it. They were just standing there. there was, they were just totally neutral to help. And, and, and I believe they were there, that they, they were there to listen to me. So there was that respect, but there was no engagement. So it wasn't mm-hmm. like I was disregarded or dismissed or ignored. And that feeling of panic and that physical sensation was so strong. And I, I'm sure you've done this, where you know things are so chaotic. You know there's no resolution to the narrative of this dream. So a bitch got to figure out how to force herself to wake up. <laughs> and I forced myself to wake up. And it was so traumatic. I was shaking. I was sobbing. It was, it was exhausting.
0: Mm. Yeah. Anyway, that wow happened.
1: Yeah, crazy. This is why I don't like dreaming up for my dreams because they're kind of always like that. Well, you know, it's probably a, it's
0: a I should say you know, but it it could be one of those things. Well, that's that's probably one of, around the theme of what's going to come up next, or of what is already kind of close to the surface of oh
1: yeah
0: having your voice and feeling or you know not knowing you know, it's not even that because you have your voice but knowing when to use it because it really wasn't on you to to try to fix it anyway right how long that's right um the connection there is that they they you know they're in that academic world and you're also working there so maybe you represent the family of people who are eating the food that you don't, you're not sure, but you're pretty sure it doesn't belong to them. You know, it doesn't belong to your family, but, um, right. You know, so, yeah, I mean, it's just something at some point to unpack, um, sort of, uh, those suffering, saving, saving face. Um,
1: even though it was, yeah,
0: it's not, it's not really yours. To
1: save.
0: Uh, well. Yeah,
1: I it was yeah. I was feeling like it was like just making things right. Like I wasn't embar- I was mortified. Like oh no, like they ate their food. Okay, let me let me let me address it. You know, and and it wasn't dramatic, but yeah, let me let me handle it because mm-hmm. my little name is let me freaking handle it. Yeah, it's interesting. And I, yeah, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. And I was on the phone with uh, my fabulous girlfriend-slash-master acupuncturist, Hila, Teresa, and um, we spoke the day after. And I told her, and she's like, well, sometimes, you know, you represent everybody in the dream. I'm like, yeah, that's true. That's right. true. That could be it. And also, too, you know, when I think about the the shrink that was sort of like the combination of male-female, um, guy that I've seen, uh, has like, you know, goatee, be- little beard, whatever, whatever. And one of the things I really love about him is that he, he, he has a really lovely, sensitive feminine side. Like, I really mm-hmm. love that. I mean, he has like, you know, the, you know, a very masculine side also, but you know, I, am, I embrace that, that feminine side. And the thing is too, it's like, I keep it very cool with him. Mm-hmm. So I'm just wondering if it's, not cool, like, uh, distant and cold, but cool, like, easy breezy. I'm just going to do right. the same. Bye. You know, and then, and then I work out all the, like, the crazy, you know, um, you know, psychological shit, you know, because of issues of abandonment. Uh, thanks, dad. Thanks, Faith. You know, or whatever, you know, just, just th- thanks, ex-husband, you know, things like that. So, you know, I'm wondering if that has something, uh, to do with it. Not that I would ever, you know, I'm not going to get into anything with him that's going to be deeper than what I'm comfortable with because mm-hmm. I don't roll like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, think about so there's that represent, representation of that because he he has both the masculine and the feminine that he will express. Mm-hmm. Um, right, and it also embodies the types of students that you've you've had. You had a learning curve of okay, we got to make sure I, you know, use the right terminology. Oh, yeah. and you always are trying I'm to be good best. about the, the terminology for that. You're good about a, the terminology the best for
1: and then They,
0: those. they those. The best. And a, yeah, and the terminology for for that relationship, um, mm-hmm. and then to have the the one sibling that you're really not that close to.
1: Not at all. Um, Who's been uh, so repressed? Because I've always said, you know, closet lesbian, but we will never come out. And mm-hmm. I know that, and also the trauma of how we our childhood. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was crazy. It was really crazy to see like a version of of the, a version of what she could have looked at without that trauma or that. Because we, look, we all grew up grew up in the same household. I just started doing the work at age eighteen, and I have to do it for the rest of my life. Mm. But I started at age eighteen really started mm-hmm. getting curious at like age 10, 11, like you, you know? Right. But really, right. But, but I found this, I found myself an uh, adolescent therapist at 18 by myself, you know? <laughs> wow. Oh, I did everything wow. by myself. Oh, yeah. I did, I like, raised myself. So, mm-hmm. so I just had that, that scrappiness, that, 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 that toughness. Um, but my sister looked like if she didn't have all that trauma. You know, and she looks beautiful, but she's never looked like that ever in her life. You know, she's very overweight. You know, she 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 has the outfit down. You know, the denim shirt buttoned to the top, the chain that she got, the whole thing. But she she's she she claims to be straight. I'm like straight what? Um, <laughs> you know, straight line. Um, but yeah, re- total totally rep- just repressed in her communicate everything, buttoned mm. up literally buttoned up. So interesting mm-hmm. to see that like, and never was close. she used to beat me up. Her and my brother used to beat me up mm. as a child. So I'm like, I ain't messing with you. <laughs> interesting. Yeah, very, very interesting. Anyway, that was cute. Yeah, but that, 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 that just—it was exhausting. Like I, yeah, it, it, it was, after a fact. Like I was shook. Mm-hmm. I was like, what TF, like, I'm not, but WTF, like, what just freaking happened? Mm-hmm. What was that? Oh, my God. And we've been having such a crazy heat wave in New York and the monkey pox and all this that, you know, I leave the house when I have to. <laughs> sure. um, leave the house when I have to. And um, if I left, it was just to, you know, an errand or whatever and right back, like, just really not wanting to. I mean, I'm out in the world plenty, um, but just really wanted to lay low. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, crazy. Well,
0: yeah, I think um, I think that you know, that stuff is stuff is coming up, and and you being able to have. The chance, or the time, or whatever the the mindset at some point to to work through all those the word I, I was going to use is discrepancies um, because there are things in that dream where it was like it was, it was everything was piled on at once, but there were things are like well wait a minute you know that's my sister she looks great but you know I know all this stuff about her or, you know, or, or even you already knew it was not that, that this was the dream. And it's like, well, this is, you know,
1: this yeah. is not, but it's not, she didn't look it's like not that. yeah, she didn't look like that. Um, it's like before you see the plastic surgeon, then they show you before and after like on the computer, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. 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 But the thing is,
0: you know, as we do our own work and we make our, um, our changes or we, you know, we do, we do what we, what we think we need to do and and we, we continue to grow. It's not that everything's, Oh, wonderful all the time. It just means, um, you're, you're better, you're better able to, to handle what you see and what you know and what you think, you know, (laughs) it feels like you're, you're able to, to organize it all. A little Mm -hmm. uh, or recognize it, organize it, whatever eyes that you need to. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And even in the stream state. But, you know, then the thing is, are you, hmm, are you, are you, are you still, there's still maybe some parts of this process that are, um, it's still sort of part of an old habit. Like, oh, let me try to fix it. Let me try oh, to yeah. say something. But that, and
1: that's my. And maybe those aren't the people.
0: Everything. Yep. That mm-hmm. you needed to say something to. You know. Right. Right. Um, and 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 it, you know even if it's just you know as my mom used to use this phrase I had to call your attention. It's always such an interesting mm. phrase. My mom. Let me call your attention. Um, mm. You know, to call your attention to your family. Um, for maybe overstepping, or for for taking something that frankly was, wasn't even theirs. It's just you know, so right didn't belong to if, them, right? Yeah, it's it's you know, it's like, but you know, but if 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 the supposed offended
1: party didn't say anything, nobody said anything. I, this was I. I didn't have. To, I didn't need to. I didn't even need to get involved in all this mess. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this is, you know,
0: it, it, I can see where, yeah, waking up and then knowing, waking up and, and just having all those emotions
1: because you couldn't say anything in that state. Well, yeah. I'm like, and if so there's the, any trauma, come on, let's go, come on. Right.
0: The release you know like, is, is to cry.
1: I'm like, come on. I'm like, come on. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I was, like, I was like a feral animal. Like, it was like the sound, like, it was crazy. It was mm. crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, right. Okay, let's go. It's family reunion. Let's go, trap trauma. Let's go. Come on. Come mm-hmm. on. Let's go. Yeah. So wrangling the trap trauma. Yep. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah.
0: Well, I just think that there are there are some beautiful elements to that dream. Mhm. Mhm. Um and maybe that's why you did remember it. Because I yeah, think Yeah, when my was... mom
1: showed up, I'm like, Hello and yeah, <laughs> so your mom you. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and your mom, showing up.
1: Yeah, and and you she know. looked she you know she she looked good she looked strong she you know, she was young you know she looked great. hmm You know, but but very prim and proper because that's always her her whole thing. I'm like, all right, yeah, you know, wow. a little purse, oh. okay. She's she, a Virgo. Oh no, she's not. She's she's, <laughs> she's, she's a, a Libra. Libra. Same, same difference. She's a Libra. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my father was a Virgo. Yeah, beautiful combination. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, yeah, yeah. Well, so thanks I for sharing happy, that. Like, this that's... is why I love doing the show. You know, yeah. like it's like okay, there's a place. You know, there's a place to to share crazy shit like this. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, that that, but in the saga of. Uh, my boss wanted me to find a celebrity Asian actress. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> well, finally, that went away because everybody was like uh, not available, this, that, the other. And then and then uh, Vanessa Kai, who I talked about, who I love, uh, she wrote me personally. She's shooting her show in uh, Kung Fu in Vancouver. And then, then I was able to to set out to find the right actress on my terms because Hmm. now we're running out of time. And I was, like, going after um, a couple of um, uh, not, like, famous, but, like, one was a Tony winner that I knew, a couple other people, but everybody's busy, and now, like, they want to rehearse next week and shoot the week after next. Wow. And then it hit me. Oh, no, girl. But listen, she got it. Listen, I was, I sent a, an e- a final email right before the show because we don't play. I ain't playing film. So I remembered I was a judge for a film festival recently. And that means you get sent uh, several films. Uh, and then there's like a series, there's like a several jurors, me, me and maybe five other people, I don't even know. We do this all remotely and uh, you're sent like, you know, half a dozen films and you uh, indicate the one that was your favorite. And the one that was my favorite was about an Asian family, a young mother of a, a little girl with autism. And it's called My Daughter Yoshiko. And there was this brilliant uh, Japanese actress. And I found her website that had clips on it. I sent it to my boss. My boss said yes. I'm like, thank God. And she didn't have to audition. I could just offer her the job. So I find her information. I email her. And uh, she's like, oh, my God, thank you so much but I'm in Japan. I'm like, of course you are. Um, but turns out she's back in New York by a shred of a hair of making the timeline. So I, so I sent this email this morning with logistics and I think we found our mom for this piece. And I love that it's uh Someone who's not famous, someone who is a brilliant actor. She's she worked she's worked a lot in Japan and she's she has lots of Japanese credit. Um but she has but she's like just building her career up here in the States. And I love to give an opportunity to someone like that. Mm. Um yeah, because these could be the stars of Japan. Who cares about the stars? This is why I'm an independent film girl. Like who cares? Right. But I'm happy to say art ruled over celebrities. Nice. <laughs> but I had to go I but I had to go through all these hoops. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Sandra, oh, Lucy, Lou, give me a freaking break. Yeah. <laughs> give me a break. You have to do that dance like a Chi Chi the clown. I'm like, what the hell? And uh You know, and act like it's like it's like the Empress New Clothes. Like, sure, yeah, I'll check her availability, and then I'm, you know, putting my middle finger up on the phone. You know, like, okay, yeah, sure, okay, yeah, I'll I'll get I'll talk to her agent. Sure, this makes me no agent, no BS, less money, and it could change someone's life.
0: Someone in
1: Japan is really excited right now. That's thrilling to me. I love it. Love that. I love that, isn't that great? I love it. That was a great story. As a, it's a great story. As a matter of fact, I think you really, you would really love this this short film. Consent. I can. It's like if it's twenty minutes.
0: Mm-hmm. You know
1: what I mean? It, it, it's it's twenty minutes. But I'll send you the link and the password. I mean, you don't share it because I'm not supposed to do that. But I'll send you the link and the password. And the woman playing the mother is the one that I cast in this film. I'd love for you to see it because it's a beautiful, beautiful story. You'll see why I voted for it. Okay, yeah. And I'll send it to you. Yeah, yeah, I'll email Um, it to you. You can just watch it at your computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but we love that. So, yeah, so at the end of the day, the way that I wanted to approach this project, I had to just let the, you know, let the sort of Hollywood aspect of it pass through their systems, and then do what I do. You right. know what I mean? But yeah, it, but it's ridiculous. And then <laughs> I have to scramble because this industry is hurry up and wait. Mm-hmm. So this is why, because in Japan, it's, you know, 12 hours later. Right. So I started last night when it was the morning for them, and then um, uh, continued the thread this morning because it's nighttime. So... This is how this is how we do it. This <laughs> is how we do it. Yeah. Well, that oh, works I'm out definitely. well then.
0: Congratulations.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not great. And I love it, and it's like someone, Leah. It's like an it's like an unsung hero, and, and she's she's amazing and good for her. So, and she's into it. You know, you're not going to have someone that you have to kowtow to, that they need all these amenities, all these these things that cost money that you don't have to spend. All these handlers, everybody be kissing her. No, this is like let's just tell this freaking story that needs to be told, right? You know, and it's a story about uh, a mother. She's gonna play the mother of a teenage daughter who gets pregnant in a state where abortion is illegal, and they have to go to another state.
0: But all the oh. but the
1: but the guy who got her pregnant is pro life. Oh, so it's that 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 tension. <laughs> Yeah, oh. he wants her to have the baby, and they're like, you know, nineteen. Oh wow. Mhm. Oh right. Yeah. yeah. Timely. Wow. Well, no, that's what we're doing. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um. So yeah. Wow. And all that starts in the next couple of weeks. Rehearsal next week, and the shoot the week after. Wow. So I had a and I, night, and, and I had to find the mom. And I've been working, I've been telling these crazy stories about, you know, celebrity Asians. I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> You're the celebrity Asian. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that shit, I was going to cast you in a second. <laughs> <laughs> so I should have seen numerology in between takes anyway. I could, I could. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Was yeah, so yeah, yeah. I had to scramble. I had to scramble. I had to scramble. I had to scramble like I was racking my brain, and then it hit me like, oh, "Thank God I'm psychic!" Thank God, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Thank God, yeah, because this was this was without auditioning. This was like find somebody. I'm like, "Fuck, okay, find somebody good. Find somebody now. Somebody find somebody available." And we wasted all this time trying to get Lucy, Lou, and Sandra. Oh, go <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> bitch. Bitch, um, said Miss Daisy. That's what I call my boss, bitch.
0: Um, Ugh. hello to people in the chat room, um, Healer Medium and Raven Spirit. Um, Healer Medium has been typing in. She says, yes. "I'm visiting my family this weekend, and it has been a long time. Um, Dad, stepmother, stepsister, brother.
1: Wow, is there anything
0: I can do to energetically prepare myself?" My stepsister has already been take, talking about hiring a photographer. But well, why? A what? Fa- a, a family gathering, maybe a family family picture, you know? maybe It's called a phone. Uh, and then um, it's like, oh, and then she's like a side to what we were talking about earlier. She said my um, my sister says she thinks she's, she is a lesbian as well, but yet stays married to her second husband. And
1: then yeah, my has sister a, has that so buried. She's not even saying anything. So good for her, but she's, <laughs> but, she's but she's, but she's married, but not married. They live I in two know. different States at the business deal and whatever, but so refreshed. Ooh, Wow. I think wow. she's a virgin. Okay. Um, not that there's going.
0: anything wrong with that. <laughs> like a virgin. <laughs> Stop. Um, okay. I can't. And then she also made reference to, because, um, Healer medium has a ton of you know, apparently, you know, a lot of connected family members. She has a brother uh, who works for Netflix in Vancouver. So, cool. Vancouver, you got all kinds yep. of pinging on all fronts, um, Jen. That's awesome. So, what so cool. can she do energetically to prepare
1: to prepare herself? Sort her of question. The great. That is okay. Well, I love what you always say. The roses. Hmm. I would yeah. say that, that's, that's been so helpful. Um, I even have it as a screensaver on my iPad. It's, I found an image, just Google images of, um, it's called the Rose Vortex. So, cause I'm Ooh. all about being in the vortex. And then, um, yeah, I'll send it to you, Lisa. And then, um, it's sort of being such an extreme close-up of red roses. So to me, it's like combining the law of attraction, the vortex with roses so that you are protected. And what I'm getting, Jen, it's really more about you just reminding yourself that you are in alignment And that you're always allowing for high vibrancy. So if you bookend yourself with the frequency of alignment, when you align, then you can allow. And that also means you're aligning within your highest um, frequency of what's happening in any given moment. And then you are allowing for things to unfold and therefore you're allowing them to be who they are. And I would say really that the challenge in a beautiful way in terms of self-discovery and self-knowledge is to look at this experience as a lab classroom. And if you look at that, it's like a drone shot, okay? So it's an aerial view, and if approaching this In witness consciousness so that you are the witness but it's not going to impact you because you're going to have the roses protect you you're going to allow them to have the freedom to be who they are but you will will be in alignment with source and all that means is just connecting to your breath and consciously lowering and when you are triggered and you will be you say what a wonderful opportunity to set myself free Mm -hmm. and this is what i do when i'm triggered when i could be triggered by my ex i could be triggered with with abandonment issues or insecurities uh with my non-boyfriend right um (laughs) And, I'm, and then I, I level it up. What an opportunity for the grace of self-discovery. This is a great opportunity for me to be in alignment with myself and to allow. Because if I really thought about it, I wouldn't want things any other way. I have no real desire because I'm busy and I'm working through shit. To see this person any more than how I see him, which is usually, you know, every other week, give or take. Uh, it's going to be longer than that. He's uh, leaving the country for a couple of weeks. When he comes back, I'm going out of town for my little family vacation. I'm going to go right back to work for the fall semester. So it's going to be maybe about a month that we don't see each other. I'm totally good with that. The only little twinge that I have, and this is this is this is tied to core trauma is um, insecurity. Or that if I don't get a, you know, if a day or two passes uh, and I don't get a text, I get a little whatever, but I'm like, oh, this is, that trauma is deep, girl. That's okay. Mm -hmm. Full amazing life. You're so busy. And the thing is, because I have such endurance, you know, I can pack in so much into a day. So, It's not like I need that text. I know it comes from a core wound, Mm. but that's not the supplier of my wholeness. It's a teaching tool to work through it and get to the other side. And I'm happy to say, because we've been sort of at it for over a year now, where I am this summer, as opposed to where I was a, a year ago, leaps and bounds. It really used to affect my central nervous system. I am so cool with that. Is it totally taken care of? No, because I'm going to spend the rest of my waking life, you know, managing this. So to you, Jen, you know, if we accept that, to all of us, we are going to spend the rest of our waking life like a craftsperson, refining, you know, the craft, the practice of being who we are, of setting ourselves free. So if we look at it again from that witness consciousness, and to embrace living in the unknown, but to know uh, where we don't want to go, but to just sort of have that that faith. And the other, and then a, a hit that I got during meditation, I think on Sunday, in the wake of that messed up dream, is that. Um, I, I'm sort of developing a practice now where I buy the trapped trauma. So let's say I have the, the, the trapped trauma of abandonment, which is very real for me and will be for the rest of my life, and I own it, embrace it, I love it, whatever. I nurture it. So I take that. I don't try anymore to release it. I don't try to surrender it. What I do is I hold space for it, and then I seed, not S seed, S-E-E-D, I'm no farmer. I seed (laughs) that trauma with the feeling of what I want to feel. So, for example, I will seed the trapped trauma of abandonment, and I will seed it with what it feels like to feel whole. Mm -hmm. The feeling of wholeness. And then they converge together to become something unique. Unique only to me, like my DNA or my fingerprints. Conscious exercise. So when you're triggered, okay, I'm being triggered by my family. I'm feeling not heard. I'm feeling dismissed. I'm feeling misunderstood. I'm going to take that uncomfortable feeling that's lying within my chest. You find that where it is in your body. So that feeling for me right now is in my chest, feeling not heard, dismissed, disregarded. It's a huge trigger for me. And the slightest thing can trigger it. So now instead of getting triggered and going down that rabbit hole of being triggered, I hold, find space for it. I hold space for the, for the trigger of being dismissed, disregarded, not, not heard, not understood, not feeling valued. What, what, what feeling do I want to feel with that? I want to feel the feeling of love. I let love in, and I seed the trauma with that feeling of love, and then it turns into something unique to me, something without a name because it's mine. Mm -hmm. So I share that with you.
0: That's very powerful.
1: Isn't it, though? I got to listen to this show again. (laughs) (laughs) It's very liberating because it's yours, and then no one can touch it. You don't have to explain your shit to anybody. Because it's it's so pure, it's so transcendent, there's no name. It's the trauma being fed with the, you have the free will to choose whatever feeling you're needing or desiring to feel, to insert that into the trauma because that's really loving yourself at the most profound level. Yeah. And so because we're, we're taught and all this new age bullshit, like let it go, release it, release it, release it. No, it's who you are. Love it. Love it and nourish it. Seed it so it turns into more trauma. So I choose the dynamic of seeding it because when you're seeding into fertile ground, then you're turning the trauma into something existing in the field of potential, the field of infinite possibilities. And if you're seeing it, which could be anything, it could be murder or it could be joy. This is why everything's such a shit show because everything exists in the field of possibility. So if you with your brain and your consciousness and your understanding and your heightened awareness and all the freaking work that you've been doing for decades, if you can take that, take ownership of that, take ownership of the feeling that you want, a higher vibrational feeling, then you see it. And then what you what grows is uniquely yours. and ties into Buddhism. It ties into the lotus only being able to come through the mud. Mm. There it is. I love it. And then no one or no thing can touch you. A guy, a woman, a whatever you know, a job, a family member. Because then you have the grace from that witness consciousness, that aerial drone shot, that aerial perspective. You can just witness and allow. And then the default setting, you take deep breaths whenever you're feeling a little funky. And because maybe you're not in the space to identify the trauma and to seed it, but in the meantime, no longer resist and to allow and aligned, and then all of a sudden you're incapable of judging because you stop judging others when you stop judging yourself. Mm. I just came up with that shit right now, that that judging part. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what I say to you, uh, lovely Jen. Brother works for Netflix because my the uh, actress, my friend that I wanted the book is actually shooting in Vancouver. Right, Canada is such a great, like great, great uh, place, great country for shooting. So it's no surprise that, sh- that she knows people doing stuff for cool, doing cool stuff.
0: Oh, and she says uh, just a few things. Yeah, definitely. "The Roses," "Breathing," "Detachment as a Witness." Um. What a wonderful opportunity to set myself free.
1: Yes. Everything's an opportunity. That's exciting. Exactly. Even the scary um, stuff. Yeah. Especially the scary
0: stuff. Um, I feel that being an observer is my best route. Um, yes, absolutely. Uh, she said, right. Very liberating. Thank you. Very profound. So that's – that. Y'all, this is a show to listen to again. Just from all the stuff that you were just talking about Liz. That's so good.
1: Girl. Girl. Girl.
0: <laughs> That's like you say preach, I say teach. <laughs>
1: girl. Girl. Oh, yes. And I do such a like a uh, homogenized low key version of it like when I teach. You know, because I put it in terms of how they approach, like, their acting. But it's all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they are riveted. Yeah. I can see why. Yeah. Yeah, it's so funny. I'm like, if they only knew mother Psychic. Oops. Uh, yeah, call, my son calls, like, what's the point? You, already, you always know what's going to go on. I'm like, no, I don't. I just want to no, 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 know the vibe. You know, because my my predi- my prediction rate is very high hmm very funny yeah hmm
0: well also your son has his own gifts too so it's not like he could be like well, oh yeah, he's amazing. Cool. <laughs> yeah Yeah.
1: indigo child yeah he's definitely an indigo yeah yeah and it's really interesting too because the, the generation like talk about evolution these children they're like 40 year olds the way they talk <laughs> right i'm like what you don't even know you don't even know what I was doing when I was in your age. <laughs> you don't even want to know. Like the the fact that I, I'm alive is like a uh, milestone. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Yeah. So uh yeah, I really I'm so I'm so I'm so 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 fortunate. I really love what I do. I really love it. It's it's crazy, but I really love what I do. And even the anxiety and how I was misperceiving my boss when I shifted all of that which sort of has culminated to everything I was just talking about when it all sort of settled I like my boss now (laughs) I like Miss Daisy now I like her now Cool. and what's so crazy when I am ahead of her she leaves me alone and she's like Mm. thank you great work I have (laughs) earned her respect I have earned her respect and I know I have a job Thank God. I know I have a job through December and I'm sure I'll have another one starting in January. But mm-hmm. you know, I like to I don't like to be presumptuous, but I know I know I have earned my position there. I have worked really, really hard for it and I deliver and the children love me and what was so funny. So, uh yesterday morning at a morning class And the GM, the general manager, uh, brings in, and she's a student I've never seen before, beautiful, beautiful young woman, 19 or 20 years old. And um, I think she's Southeast Asian, gorgeous, really cool. And I'm like, we got three more sessions. Like, I'm done. I'm done next week. I have two more sessions, actually. I, I'm. This is why I had to finish casting this movie, like, quick. I'm done next week. I'm like, okay, what is this? So she brings in this lovely young woman, and uh, she says, this is Risha, and uh, she's going to be sitting here in your class. I'm like, okay. So I'm like, I don't care. So I'm doing my thing. I'm, you know, I'm like, girl, jump in. Ask a question. You know, we're we're doing stuff. Jump right in. You want to participate? It's up to you. Whatever, whatever. I'm like, I don't even know what she's here, but, you know, I don't care. <laughs> so I'm doing my thing. And then during our little 10-minute break uh, – you know, I'm talking to her a little bit. I'm like, oh yeah, it's like so great to meet you, and and yeah, I love, I love that you're here. I hope you know what like, I hope that you know the content is helpful to you. So she's, oh no no no, I'm like this is great. So that you're probably so cool, I'm so into it. You're so funny. That I'm like, okay great. And then uh she's like, uh, and I wasn't sure like was she from another program that she wanted to sort of try this out? Is she, um, what is that called when you? Oh, there's a word. It's the academic Audit, term. Auditing. Audit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you auditing? What? What the hell, right? I knew you another term. Um, are you auditing? Whatever. And she's like, well, there was sort of like a racist incident at another class, so the, and I'm like, well, of course. Ooh. So I'm like, well, of course they're gonna bring you to my class. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, because I'm the I'm I'm the shit. You know, where it comes to all of that, in, you know, inclusion because I've been doing that for 25 years before it was cool. And I don't even call, I I don't even like the terms um, diversity and inclusion. I say conscious and reflective. Thank you. Uh, But somebody's going to appropriate that term, but it's my term, conscious and reflective. So it turns out that um, there was a racist um, incident, but what was so beautiful where she felt dismissed and disregarded and um, felt very uncomfortable. On the technical side, they did not know. They were very dismissive. I guess it was a class where they were filming footage, and uh, she was like the brownest one in the bunch, Mm -hmm. and it was crazy. They always had her to the side, they wouldn't. It was like unconscious bias. I feel. They, sure. they, they. She wasn't totally in the shot. They did not. They didn't know how to light her brown skin. Um, yeah, it was no. And then, and then, and then at the end, and then she wanted to talk to me after class. And then of course, Miss Daisy, my boss, comes in, and I couldn't believe the pile of bullshit. My boss gave this girl who's very smart, so evolved, like a 40-year-old, so smart, so evolved, so sophisticated. And plus, these kids come from very privileged families from all over the world, so they're going to be, like, educated in London and all, all this bullshit, right? So, <laughs> so which is great. The way she would shoot, my boss was sugarcoating it as a technical as, as a technical issue, or she said, or well, you know, it could be because maybe because we're women. I'm like, oh bitch, don't include yourself in this girl complaint. <laughs> but that's what they do; they include themselves because we're women. They play that card, and I and I and I'm so glad that we have to be masked because I'm, <laughs> so you can't see my facial expression. I'm like, thank God for the mask, and I kept my mouth shut the whole time. And then when my boss fucking left, boop, when my boss left, um. We had this we had this really beautiful conversation, and I felt so happy that there was a safe space and that she felt really heard in my class. But I could really kind of see it was really fascinating because it was the first time I saw like a white person uh, showing all this well-meaning intent and all this quote-unquote bullshit wokeness, mm-hmm. and I and I was like. Wow, I'm really glad on me, (laughs) because I don't have to try. I'm really Mm -hmm. glad on me. It's a good time. It's a good time to be me, and I would say that to you know, to all of us. We can just include all of that as we're trying to seed our trauma, right? But we can also include with all those other things regardless of the, of the woundedness, it's part of being human. We can embrace and love that. It's a good time to be me. And I mm-hmm. will work through all of this stuff, you know, because it was just, just going to present itself. But I'm going to work through it in a way that I'm not going to drown. It's, not, it's no longer going to overwhelm me. I'm running the show. The way that I am so confident running the classroom. I go in and I never have a problem. I never have. I never will. I run things in a way that is positive and fun and collaborative. It's mutually respectful. I I don't have a problem because I see and I hear these kids. And we're doing it together. And I show them my flaws and my humanity and my vulnerability. I share with them, you know, um, all of my foibles, safe, safe, creating a safe space. So if we add, it's a good time to be me, that really uh, is the glue that holds everything together. I think that's a really important detail as well. It's all about self-discovery. But it's a, it's a good time to be us. As crazy as it is, it's the only way to, to manage the chaos. And the madness. That's it. Anyway. Boy, I just was on my soapbox today. My goodness. <laughs> uh, that's, that's great,
0: though.
1: You're on a roll. Yeah, but they got to the show. I'm on a roll, girl. <laughs> that's it. That's it.
0: That's it. <laughs> but
1: it's this is why I love doing the show. You know, we, we're holding space for each other and for discovery and it's 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 very healing because this is really just putting all those components together in a tangible form but i hope jen that that helped i hope that that answered the question um i think it did okay let's see
0: here
1: hold on let's see oh my goodness
0: just a minute seems like i got a Oh, sorry. What I, happened? Tess, Tessa was like, uh, can you, "Can you guys pull a message for me if we have time?"
1: <laughs> we yes, yeah. we can minutes. do it.
0: We can do it. Yeah, we got time. Okay,
1: Tessa, Tessa. stay on, girl. Stay on, I girl. At her, you. she did
0: not raise. She didn't raise her hand, so that's why.
1: I'm like, we got you. It? We got you. We got you. We got you. And any and anyway, you yeah. know, not a bad thing that Tessa heard this. Okay, I'm ready. Yeah, yeah. All right, here we go. Because we went to church. Pick.
0: Okay.
1: okay, so the number with this message is 277. Here's mm-hmm. your message, Miss Tessa. The joy of appreciation is a beautifully simple yet profound art which transcends form and elevates consciousness this expansion is love i'll read it again the joy of appreciation is a beautifully simple yet profound art art miss tessa art which transcends form and elevates consciousness this expansion is love 277 oh that's good. So we start off with this two. So you
0: said two seven seven, right? Um, yep. We start off with this two. And that is understanding of, of self and others. So it is a cooperation partnership uh, aspect of it. But it's also that lead in to these two number two sevens, um, which is all about the in, inner workings and, and also being able to um, to be a little more on the observant side it could be judgmental at times but it's mostly observant it's meant to be observant and it's also uh accessing that very spiritual mm, trust faith in the unknown side of things so when we look at how how that blends in it still ends up being a two overall um but what happens is actually it doesn't, actually it does, <laughs> actually it doesn't, it's a seven, it ends up still overall take talking about the spiritual aspect of, of things, so when we talk about the simplicity of beauty, the art, the art of it, um, seven tends to be more on the, uh, uh, kind of hovering this line between being very rational on the, maybe say on the mundane side, on the everyday side, just, you know, very rational scientific, introverted, but then because of that, it it's like it's like having a really cool dream where you're like, I don't know how all that works, but I know I saw it it came from me, so there's something to that and there's a magic about that energy of stuff that comes from the with within your own your own uh, your own mind, your own creation, your own your own source. So this overall seven has to do. With maybe uncovering and sharing that magic, but it does come from from not just like your own self. It obviously you have other other influences, and that's also the world around you. So I I feel like yeah, like like she knows it because you're an artist because you see beauty in the things that you create. You see you get inspiration from the things around you that maybe other people don't see. That's partly why you put it then in your own modi, medium in your own form. Um, and it's your perspective. So sometimes even even what some would call grotesque, because there's a beauty to that, um, it still evokes something. Uh, and some people would say even just feeling something is beautiful, because some people do work so hard to not feel anything. And then when something releases that, like seeing something, something some type of art, which could be beautiful in its own right, but maybe also triggering, um, there can be a beauty in that too. So Anyway, I think it's a it's a powerful message. So whatever is going on, <laughs> Tessa, that is um, it's it's really saying you know you got these sevens, the seven energy, really working towards you, really well, working for you, and working to um, remind you that that's all within you, and it's meant to be shared. It's meant to be um, that energy is meant to flow. So whatever you're getting, whatever you're getting inspired by, you in turn are inspiring other people, um, and it is your perspective. So just whatever you're doing, continue to find the the magic in it, be inspired by that, and I feel like that's just. And we have my kind I'm, I'm gesturing like it's like it's like elevating, it's raising your vibration, just in doing that,
1: in doing that kind of work. So.
0: All right. Well, that's what Amen. I got.
1: Amen. Perfect. I'm glad we got yes. Beautiful uh, description of the number sequence. Glad we were able to pull a message for all of us. Like, yeah, it, it starts with appreciation, alignment, and allowing. Mm-hmm. So if you guys to get a hold of us, you can send an email to LOABlend at gmail.com, and we're scheduled to sit back on the air this coming Thursday at 8.30 a.m. United States Eastern Time. Take care of yourself and each other. And as Always let the light do the work and to brighter days ahead. Love you. Love you. Bye.